And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everyone to the eighth episode of the Open Fort Podcast. Uh, I'm HSBF, joining me are my co-hosts Renz and Phelop, and our special guests, uh, Riot Affick. You see him sitting there, sitting there across the uh, meeting table on the other side. Uh, <laughs> Affick, welcome to the show. Thank uh, you. I'm going to uh, start with our with our normal questions to you. Um, first of all, I, 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 you most most of your involvement has to do with you know playtest, design that kind of stuff. But I want to hear you know how has been playing the game been for you, as well as how did you choose uh, your name? Uh, so playing the game has been pretty good for me. I played most of my games recently over the past week or so. Um, I generally watch more than I play, but went on vacation this week, so I had a lot of free time. And finally got to do some grinding, um, but yeah, it's it's been pretty good with the exception of kind of jam five costs into the comps. Other than that, playing the game's been pretty good. Um, the way I got my name is this has actually been my gamer tag for a long time. Uh, I have two middle names, so A F I C are actually just my initials. Oh, okay, okay, pretty yeah. cool. That's sweet. <laughs> All right, um, and. Renz, Philip, how's how's the ladder been going? How's the streaming been going? Uh, I guess I guess Philip hasn't had a whole lot of that because Philip's been out of town. But uh, yeah, how's it been? Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, pretty good. I got Challenger on NA today, so that's pretty nice. Um, I played some EU games. I've been watching more as well, though. I've been watching a lot of Hydras and uh, Twenty Three stream. Yeah, and uh, I think I've learned learned a lot from them, and uh, yeah, I feel pretty confident. So. Yeah, I think I'm uh, playing decent, at least, and it's been fun. So yeah, awesome. pretty good. I'm only a little bit sick today, though. But uh... yeah, you've been sick for a bit now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a few days. But mm. that sucks. Philip, how's how was your uh, your I don't know what to call it, art trip? Well, I, I was at Gen Con, so it was just a big okay. gaming convention. Uh, I walked about 50 miles in four days, so I got a shin splint, and um. that's been fun for the yeah. last two days. Um, I bought a bunch of paintings, so that was nice. I uh, had a fun time learning some new games, buying some games, testing some games that aren't released yet. Um, and then I came back. I think my MMR is pretty low. I got sixth place. I lost 51 points. And then... Um, Wait, for fifth? For sixth. Oh, oh sixth. Okay, yeah, yeah. I had the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I got two fourths. I got five points each. So now I'm back to ten points in challenge. Perfect, perfect. How about you? Me? Well... You know, as I was saying earlier in our Discord channel, I uh, I may have been affected. Or I definitely was affected by some uh, bug because they just they, okay. So they made it. They made it now so that if you get if you lose a game at zero LP challenger, you do demote to uh, diamond one. That's just how it is. Uh, in the zero zero LP master grandmaster whatever, you demote to diamond. Um, well, I got third at zero LP in uh, in challenger. I got a third place, and it was a high-ranked lobby. Like, everyone in there was pretty much a challenger. Uh, there's a couple of people that are diamond, but it's pretty much everyone a challenger. Demoted. <laughs> it's like, what? Apparently it's a bug. I don't know if it's going to get fixed or not, but... Or, like, I mean, sorry, not fixed, but, like, I don't know if it's going to be, a, like, fixed for me. All right, just to get that rank back. Probably have to do that, but... Yeah, so that kind of sucked, but... Overall, I feel like I've been, fi I've been like, the last couple of days, I feel like I've understood the meta a lot more than I had before, so... Which, I guess, makes sense. Uh, anyway... We, Afik, we're gonna have some. Uh, right away, we're gonna have some questions for you. Um, Afik, for those who don't know, he's on the. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. You are on the playtest team uh, uh, for TFT at Riot, right? Like specifically for TFT. 
Uh, no, actually. So I'm on the okay. playtest team for League of Legends, and we help with TFT. Okay, because I see you involved in like uh. everything TFT. Yes, I. So from the playtest team, I'm owning the uh, partnership between our team and their team. Gotcha. So that's why I've been the go-to contact, but I am not explicitly on the team. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Um, yes. So, first thing I want to ask you. Um, as uh, as TFT has been developed, designed, all that, like, has anything that really stuck out to you as being like really frustrating um, to get right, or uh, as well on the other side of that, the flip side of that, um, anything has been like you feel like you got it right, like it's been perfect, like everything's just gone uh, awesome for that. Anything while designing TFT, um, yeah. Yeah. So, super broad question. I don't want to spend the whole time answering yeah. just that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. So for the stuff that's been frustrating. Um, it's just game development in general. A lot of the time, I want to like understand the gameplay and get into the nitty-gritty balance aspect of it, but they're just the game isn't ready for so long until then. Uh, be it bugs, be it you know incomplete visuals, incomplete systems. Uh, it is very difficult to like get the whole thing. Okay. Just get playing it before it's all done. So that's probably one of the more frustrating things. Um, some of the stuff that's gone well, I think. I remember when we were testing out Blitzcrank when it was like first implemented in a janky way, and uh, I remember that it was so goofy. It kind of reminded me at first of like watching Tiny and Dak, and then just being like, "Oh, every every game needs their kind of like go-to goofy guy that does something really weird." And <laughs> Blitzcrank eventually became you know viable, but uh, for a while it was just kind of this goofy thing where the the hook did like a really weird like lobbing animation. It would just yank someone back and. It was hilarious, but it was it was hilarious in what I thought was a good way. So it was nice seeing that evolve a little. Tiny ended up being viable too. It just exactly. took like exactly. it just took like eight buffs, and then eventually yeah. got there. <laughs> um, awesome. So going off of uh, going off of the moving up DAC, is there anything that ha that uh, you guys have really tried to like differentiate yourself differentiate yourselves from the other auto battlers out there like underlords and uh tft and a few other ones out there or sorry not like tft but like uh, auto sure. chess uh anything any ways you guys have tried to like really differentiate yourselves uh, i have a few in my mind obviously but from your guys perspective right uh, so i think there are a few of the obvious ones like the the carousel is obviously different yeah. the hexes are different um the thing about at least my experience with DAC, and this is going to be speaking mostly from personal experience, um, really liked the game, pretty much everything about it, except the queue times. I remember the exact yeah. time where I stopped playing was I was queuing, I was like Rook 9 or something, I was queuing up trying to make that queen push, could not find an NA lobby forever, got frustrated, eventually did an EU lobby. In the game, I, had a, I was forced into doing a harder econ strat, and then needed to do a big all-in turn and re-roll. Yep. And yep. <laughs> doing that on 200 ping, um, you don't need me to tell you the frustration there. So uh, for me, it's like it's the genre that I enjoy. And then uh, I've actually been playing League of Legends for 10 years. So uh, seeing the IP I love and the game I love right. combined with this genre, like that, that did it for me. That was that was all of it. So combining that with the ranking system. Uh, and not needing to play on 200 ping, so those were the big wins in my mind. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, all th all three of us are well aware of the uh, <laughs> of the, yeah. the ping issues that you, yes. you go into on yes. those big reroll turns. Yeah. 
Ren, Ren's a little less so because he had to play in Europe for a while, but eventually he had to play in China as well, like the rest right. of us. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was done with that. But I, I kind of, maybe, I don't know if you can answer it, like, can you give me more perspective on, like, the, the board? Like, why why did you guys make it so different from, like, a normal, like, a chessboard in the ASC? Can you go more into that, or...? Um, I don't have the best context there. A lot of it was um, just add... It wanted to add more depth in kind of options you could do, or actually, one of the biggest gains was visual clarity. So when you have, like, a four... Or a, uh, it was eight by eight, it's all vertical and horizontal. Mm -hmm. If you have a bigger unit, the unit that is directly above it, it's kind of blocked. Um, with a hex setup, the unit oh. that is directly above it is actually slightly to the right or left. Um, that was one of the like one of the things that started the that. conversation. And um, it's because like again, I focus almost entirely on gameplay, and I really don't I don't empathize with the thematics quite as much as I'd like to, mm -hmm. or stuff like that. So uh, for me, it's like I actually don't need to see it because I know what the unit is, I know its health, and I, I care about the outcome. So I preferred the other setup, but you know, I, at the end of the day, I understand that visual clarity does have a lot of importance, even if it's not important for me. Yeah, but isn't it, isn't it so impor important that they made the board smaller? That has an enormous gameplay impact, right? Uh, yes, so we've done iterations where it was bigger, and um, a lot of funky stuff happens when you make everything shrunk down. Um, then it got to the point where like you couldn't really see the abilities as well. There wasn't as much space for the bench. Um, the hexes didn't line up as evenly as a grid did for like maximizing space on a screen. Um, and I remember for in, in early alpha when we had some initial tests on it, uh, the biggest point of feedback was that the board felt too small. This was actually uh, before the leveling pacing was set in stone. Um, it used to be a 10 level, just like Dax. You're, you could go to level 10, the pacing was much more consistent. And we found that like, you know, with four or five units or six units even on the board, that bigger space isn't as much of an issue. It's when you get like seven, eight, nine, or 10 yeah. units that it really starts to yeah. feel cluttered. Uh, so then we made the change that actually completely revamped the pacing of the game, uh, what strategies are good and uh, you know, that's what now nine is the max level. So obviously that has implications. All that said, I think we're still open to the idea of increasing the size of the board. I personally like it more with the extra row. Um, but you know, that's something we'll be looking to improve in the future. And extra, I, when we say extra row, I assume we mean an extra row on both sides, right? Not correct, a neutral correct. in the middle. Okay. Cause we not actually had iterations of that as well. Um, in League of Legends, there's kind of like a river dividing the map. So when we tested it, it was it was going to be a river, but it just didn't pan out for a bunch of it's different like reasons. It's like walk over the river. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was like a neutral zone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. DMZ. <laughs> uh. Hey, they have in Dota too. I mean, yeah, everyone has a river. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. just have a river. <laughs> um, so one thing last week we got uh, we had Aleko on the show. Aleko, um, yeah. And we got really into talking about uh, loose streaking, which has been a really, uh, really popular topic in general, especially among the DAC players who have been familiar with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, you guys made a change uh, last week that had a lot of implications for that, which was reducing damage taken. Um, yes. And what I, I want to hear your thoughts, because uh, it, was, it was interesting how you guys did it. It actually wasn't even though it did end up affecting loose streaking a lot um, this last week we figured out, uh, it didn't actually have 
that immediate thought towards it because the change was actually to the late game damage, not early game damage. So I'm right. curious about your guys' um, your guys's thought process behind that of why you focus on the more the late game damage rather than the early game damage. Uh, so it was also in combination with like spiderlings and all that stuff having its damage nerfed. So there there was some right, early yeah. game implication. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a tough balance because one of the goals of this game is to have the timing be, you know, ideally around 30 minutes. I'm not sure exactly what our target is. Uh, and like, you know, again, I'm going to focus on, I prefer the higher gameplay stuff that I personally enjoy. Right, right. Uh, I like those drawn out one V ones where you're making minor tweaks and it's a slug fest. I also understand that there are, you know, hundreds of thousands of players who queue up in a 30 minute slot and want an experience. Um, so it's kind of a balance between the two. I think this was a less disruptive way of kind of bringing down the tail end, but keeping the average closer. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so, hmm. Trying to try trying to to parse this. So pretty much, you want uh, it was it was your way of. Overall, you uh, if you like if you like if you focus on the early game, you'd slow the game down a little bit too much. Is what you're is kind of what you're saying, right? Because then, like seventh and eighth people, they're they're committed to a minimum time that is longer, and uh, you know, on average, everyone's going to be in game longer. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Okay. And then just just one more question before we move on to our, our first topic. Uh, it's about the so you guys are doing uh updates every week right now. They're you're doing the. The B the A B schedule. So you have a big patch and then a smaller patch, and yeah, um, it's been really, really like for someone for some myself that is really into the game and plays the game a lot. It's been really fun. I, I enjoy quick change like that. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, I, I want to be able to figure out the meta and all that. But I'm curious about your guys's. Like, there's been a lot of like discussion on that on both sides of like, is it too fast or is it just just right? Or I, I've seen people talk about is it too slow, but I just. That is it. <laughs> um, game sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm curious about um, I'm curious about your thoughts, uh, or, or I guess your guys' philosophy towards that of what what kind of pace you want to be updating the game. How how quickly do you want the meta game to be changing? Um, sure. So yeah. Uh, I think right now the best answer I can give is uh, it isn't as well defined as it could be. Um, you know, part of it is we're not going to know till we try and. In 916 at least like that's a pretty big change and this will be a good a good measurement to see if see what too much looks like right the best way you know that you're that you're finding the right pace is you find the outer bounds like okay this is clearly too much this is clearly too little the right answer is somewhere in between um right now i think we have a pretty good idea of what too little looks like uh and i'm not quite sure what too much looks like that unfortunately means we will likely do too much changing in the near future possibly 916, um, but more likely longer term what that'll get us is we'll understand what is best for player base in general as opposed to just, um, you know, small subset of that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, So you guys did some, like, hot fixes on, like, uh, G, uh, like what was it, the Frozen Heart and stuff? Mm -hmm. Like, are you guys going to do maybe some small hot fixes after patches, let's say, it's quite obvious right now that Carthage is way too broken. Do you mm -hmm. think it's like possible, like after one day, it's quite obvious that he was already like way too busted? Let's mm -hmm. like, let's say after two days and not after a week, where like you're like, ah, let's tweak the numbers down a bit. It's quite obvious. Just tune him down. 
like it's it's a little too obvious and then just keep the rest the same or are you just gonna do only bug fix hot fixes and then just wait like at least a week for those guys um i think it is heavily contextualized and it depends on a lot of things for karthus definitely agree he's too strong um i don't think it quite hits the the need for a hot fix so for a little more okay. context Sure. Uh, hot fixes are inherently risky. They they have a non-trivial chance of like having significant ripple effects throughout the game. Um, you know, we've broken them in the past, and it's more of a is the risk worth the reward? I think for Karthus, like yes, he's he's too strong. Yes, he dictates late game power. Um, you know, there's still a good 25 minutes of gameplay, and there's still there's still sure. some stuff you can do about Karthus. And then more importantly, it's also important to give the meta time to adapt, right? Uh, for sure. For all, for all we know, a counter does exist. We're just not clever enough to find it yet. Um, I'm still convinced that, eh, maybe not convinced, but like I, I expected to see more people prioritizing things like Zephyr uh, to, to counter stuff like that. Um, that's probably not the best example, but point being that it, you want to you give some time for counters to develop right. as well. Right. Yeah, of course. Like, you see more dragons, right? You just see more dragons coming right. so... Well, we saw it, that... It, oh, sorry, go ahead. It's, it's, it's fine, though, but I, I, totally, I totally get that. I was just like... Uh, like, let's say one thing is just... Like, Karthus maybe is just an example, right? It's like, let's say one unit just to, is way too strong, like, after one day. Uh, I mean, it's obvious, oh, like, then it's not going to be hot-fixed. Like, Karthus was kind of a example. Mm -hmm. uh, my understanding, especially with the new content that's coming out in 9.16, is uh, we will be very quick to uh, micro or hot-fix any, any, like, real outliers. I think yeah. the... Like, Lock of the Iron Solari type stuff again? Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> like the, the Yasuo fun yeah. times. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's yeah. a little difficult because the the line for like clearly needs a hot fix is still a bit undefined. Uh, and we're kind of like figuring that out as we go. Again, that's like partly why this is still in beta. Um, but once sure. that stuff is more well-defined and we understand when players are frustrated with it or when they're happy about it, um, that again, you want to see too much, you want to see too little and then the right answer is somewhere in between. Okay. Sure. Okay. We can go on to our uh, first topic. Um, all right. So, um, first topic we're going to be talking about. This might look like we're talking about Karthus, but we're not. Uh, we'll talk about oh. um, synergies. Uh, I want to talk about um, first the the healthiness surrounding synergies, and I mean, healthiness might be might be a bit too uh, I don't know overbearing of a term almost, but more along the lines of um, kind of the the fun as well as the uh, the the skill in using a synergy, right? Ver yeah. Versus ver the control that the player has is, is a lot of what uh, Renz and Phelop and I are gonna want to focus on um, as players. But some people just you know it's a lot about the fun and that, all that about it. So examples of this are uh, which is in the picture like Phantom. Phantom is something that uh, I think between us we universally are not huge fans of because it, it can swing a fight so drastic based of RNG but a synergy like um, like elementalists or guardians or dragons stuff that you have a bit more thought behind like elementals and guardians are like tech options you can put in your in your team to counter someone else elementalists give you a uh, cool position you can do to spawn the spawn the uh, the golem somewhere and it's also just very consistent uh, so I'm, I'm curious about your guys's I'm gonna send this to you right away Afik, and then 
sure. discuss it a bit more. Just about your guys' um, philosophy, like how much how much are you how much are you okay with effects like and it's not just uh, like like phantom but also um, uh, less less extreme effects of that like there's uh, demon and, demon and glacial um, effects like that that feel like they're a little bit less control um, versus a little bit more uh, a little bit more control by the player with elementals and guardians um, I don't know, and I'm, I'm I'm curious about not just that but what do you guys consider as healthy? Because I think I think what you guys would consider as healthy and was fun for the player, and this is true for like especially with other uh, to other players, is gonna be different than what we expect uh, or mm -hmm. what we think. So I'm curious about your guys' thoughts on that. It's a long question. Sorry. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna start with first kind of my definition of health in terms of this type of stuff. The the way I look at it is satisfaction to use versus frustration against. Okay. Um, I think I think Phantom is a good example of one that scores pretty lowly on that or pretty low on that measurement, uh, right? Like, if you if you know like, hey, I'm this sorcerer Cho'Gath player. I know he's my big thing. He's I have him in the back line with a rapid fire cannon because I decided to do that for some reason. Yeah. Um, I'm staring directly at him for the entire fight. Uh, he gets Phantom, then killed by a shiv instantly. Like that feels real bad. Um, yep. For the other player, however, the Phantom player. They might not even have noticed it, right? Yeah. Like obviously a more attentive player will attentive player will, but um you know, that's the type of thing where if it gets done to you in a you know powerful way, uh it ruins it. Whereas if you do it to someone else, you might not even notice it. Um so in terms of like glacial, I think that one actually does much better. Yeah, I was about to say, I think the same thing. Yeah. The, the visuals help it a lot, right? Like it's hey, this is this thing right here. Uh you know, a lot of attention is to it. There's still like some tension between uh, is it going to break free and cast its spell? Is it going to die before then? That type of stuff. Uh, Demon a lot less so because it was so rampant that you actually just didn't your your kit or your champion's kits or your comps like strategy didn't get to do the things it wanted to do. Um, so I think that's like that's my quick take on which ones work and a good way to look at how effective they are in terms of gameplay health. Uh, in terms of like the power and impact they have, um, that's a little more tricky. I don't think it's as well-defined as it should be. I think one thing that um, high, higher-level players, uh, myself included, I'm going to include myself there, uh, that we care more about is like deterministic outcomes or like controlling every aspect of it. Uh, I personally prefer that because I want to demonstrate mastery and take every advantage I can and use those advantages to guarantee a win. Um, one of the design goals around this game is that there actually should be some fight variance. So things like Phantom, things like Chance on Hit to Stun from Glacial, stuff like that directly plays into the variance of, you know, the fights aren't deterministic. Um, I hope we could all agree that if all fights were deterministic, it would be less exciting. However, there is definitely a happy medium that we're probably not at yet. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I talked about this before. Um, that I, I really, I, I like to play in a way where I know that I'm going to win something, I know I'm going to lose something, but in terms of the, in terms of, yeah, the excitement, like, I, in DAC, I often wouldn't even watch the battle. <laughs> I just wouldn't <laughs> care. I would just, like, look at the shop and think. In this, I'm way more paying attention to the battle, uh, which is actually a bad thing in DAC, like, just to watch the battle to figure out there, there, there certain things you would do, but I wouldn't anyway. Uh, but, um... But yeah, I I, th I think that's a, that's a point I haven't really thought about much. Is that yeah, it's really important just to, um, 
like the the excitement of watching the battle and like you know kind of like, honestly cheering for a unit sometimes right um, yep. i think we've all done that to some extent don't um, you don't you feel like uh, positioning should be like the reward for like and not not the variance of like let's say phantom but like your positioning should be like uh, the skill or like where do you put your harsh unit right like Mm-hmm. The positioning should like reward like how the fight plays out, uh, and not like let's say a fend. Like it, it, it. You can have it in the game, but it's less. Like I feel like positioning like can be like the biggest thing. Like uh, you don't want to be the exact same fight uh, happening every single time, right? But then you have positioning where you can get an advantage, right? That's but, what I. That's what I really like. I, I, here's the thing, though, Renz. Like at the same time. Before the night changes, positioning mattered more for a night comp, and now that they change it, positioning matters less for a night comp. I think that we would both agree that we like the new night changes more than the way nights worked before, right? So it's not, yeah, like I don't think it all comes down to like positioning should be what matters. Okay. Well, I mean, I was just talking about the the variance of a fight. (laughs) You can change the variance of a fight by moving your units to a different space uh and then the fight can be different right that was what i was uh, going for and like not saying have a like a mechanic like phantom that basically mm-hmm. can dictate the fight if you win or lose so uh, so both of those uh definitely are important so another one of the like design goals was that positioning should matter um you know more than just like tanky guys in the front dps guys in the back uh, but like serious question, uh, how much of that should be determined by positioning? How much of it should be fight by fight variance, right? Let's say two armies are equally powered. Um, should the person who positions better win like 70% of the time? Should it be closer to 50? I actually don't know. Uh, I think that's, that's the thing we kind of need to work through to figure out. So something like Phantom, in my opinion, almost certainly swings too hard, right? Like yeah. if you, if you one out of eight hit their carries, like, cool, that fight actually just didn't matter and the game can end. Um, I perceive that to be too much. I also think that, like, you know, if it were just some number of units got reduced to half health, like, it still has some variance, but it mm-hmm. isn't as punishing one way or the other. Um, yeah, yeah the, real, the real question is, what, what is the right answer? And uh, that's hard to, hard to prove. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, it would be... If both comms are equal in skill, the better positioning wins basically 100% of the time. But that's just probably me, right? Yeah, that's yeah. just how I like to play the game. So that's right. from, from right. my I perspective. I think uh, any competitive player will have, like truly competitive top 0.1% will have that same opinion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I can definitely understand that. But I, I mean, I can, I, I can see it, of course, you, can, you don't wanna like do everything yeah. for that. I can totally see that, of course, but right. it's just like, my view. But Rens, there's a reason that like the four of us here, are, we're not like StarCraft two players, right? Like we, <laughs> like we, we definitely still yeah, want there Starcraft to be like too. things outside of control. Like I think like it's probably close to like seventy five percent. Like, like okay. when you when you're equally powered and you set up better, you should win a lot more of the time, but you shouldn't win all the time. Like you just you can still get lucked out, and like I think that's okay. fine. No, I think but, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I think it's for me, it should be a hundred. Like the there are already a lot of luck. I think. Volten, I think. It, Go for it. Like, so he, here's here's how I've looked at R, how I've looked at RNG a lot of the time. 
I like what, what, I like RNG to come first. I want to see I have RNG and make my decisions, and then the decisions lead to something. Rather rather than I have RNG making my uh, then I make a decision, and then RNG determines if my decision caused um my caused my decision to be successful. Right? I uh, there, there's an there's an order that I think is very important. Um and in, in this game, and it's always going to exist like this, it'll exist in DSC as well, is that it's both. You have RNG at the beginning and the end. And that's fine. It's just, that, again, that's what we're talking about, is how much of it at the end should exist, or how much of it should exist in total. But for me, like, when talking about StarCraft compared to DSC, that kind of thing, I really want there to be the RNG, and then I make my decision based off of that. I, d I don't want it to be, uh, like, I make a decision, and then, like, well, I hope this works. I, I hate that feeling of, well, I hope this works. Um, I, 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 I like the feeling of, Okay, I made the decision. It should work, and then I find out. Not based of RNG, I just find out if I'm wrong or not. Um, yeah. So on that note, presumably there's a scenario in which, like, you know, your early RNG low rolled, and you're actually behind. In the world where it's now deterministic, the outcome, like, hey, they got the better RNG earlier, uh, then you don't have any options, though, right? So it goes hand in hand with like rooting for your army when you want it to win, hoping it's back and forth. There's also something to be gained for like if you're the underdog army sometimes when you win like that actually creates really high moments really memorable moments um so it, it's a tough balance yeah um, i yeah. definitely understand and like again i i lean towards the sign of controlling everything and yeah, yeah, yeah. Better player wins but yeah it's tough it's tough it's it's only uh, about the whole like um they about like you know they have the better rng so they're gonna win because we know the rng at the end it's it, it, that's you have to look at you know did they make this the 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 correct decisions with that rng that they were given right that's that's like <laughs> what i like to see is i like to have have the you know possibility that i made the better decisions even with the worst rng which got me to a victory yeah um but I, I was just basically talking about like uh, the positioning of fight yeah, yeah, yeah of course I, I get i get rng with draws and opponents you know i totally that's that should be a thing because you can with draws you can make like calculated decisions right like Spend my money here, I eco here. I think I'm decently strong, blah, blah blah. But I think for me, it was just the fight RNG mm -hmm. would be nice for me. Friends, do you think that critical strikes should just happen every fourth auto attack, or do you think that having a 25% spread is okay? Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, it would be very nice. So you would every rather have it be attack. just every fourth auto attack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it the second would you one care starts? if the cycle? <laughs> Start at a random point. So, like, if the first attack crits, it's another four <laughs> attacks until the next crit. Like, um, where do you want the RNG to start? Hole. And where do you, where do you want the RNG to like? You know, like, where do you want it to be? I, oh, every fourth attack. I, I think it's. I, I mean, it, I think it's. I think it's clear that like you'd you'd prefer that you know all of that's gone. I think that's. I think it's a totally fair take, and it's a. Yeah. Fair, um, for but, fights, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, obviously, I know you don't want all RNG in the game to be gone. You wouldn't be playing the game. Yeah, if that was the I, case. Don't, I don't play this game. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll play something. Uh, but yeah, I think it's. I think it's a fair take. Um, you know, I'm. I, I'm somewhere where like, yeah, I'm fine with. I'm fine with crits existing. Uh, I, what I what I don't like personally is the fight RNG that makes fights really swingy. That's what feels bad to me. The fight, the fact yeah. where, like, you know, I'll take 20 damage or you'll take 20 damage. There's not really in between there. Just, like, I'm, uh, like, you know, if the fact, like, I'm way stronger than you, except if this happens. That, right. you know, that kind of feeling. Um, and, that, and, that, and then, I, then I just get destroyed, you know. 
That that's the that's what I don't like. You know, if it's like this fight RNG, it's like, well, you know, he wins by two units, I win by two units, or you know, even yeah. even if it's like, you know, I win the fight or he barely wins or barely loses, you know, that kind of thing is fine. I I, th I totally agree with you, and of course, this crit was just an example, an exaggeration. I don't really mind. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a bit <laughs> random, right? Like, let's be honest. This was like trying to push me into like a corner. Right? Uh, it's just what I it's what my. Uh, yeah, what 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 I, what I would like to see the most. Of course, I don't really mind the crits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's just to illustrate, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. know, the idea in a more obvious way for people to yeah. kind of be able to process it. Okay. Uh, oh, you thought? No, no, no it's good. Okay. There's uh, there's new champions coming out. I assume uh, assume everyone here knows that, but for those that for those that don't watching, that there are. New champions come out. Um, I'm. Yeah. My assumption is this is next week. I don't know if Afik can say one or the other. I'm assuming he can't, but I'm assuming this is next week. But I don't know. Um, it's slated for nine sixteen, and nine sixteen should have a scheduled target date. Schedule I'll, I'll let you piece it together from there. A scheduled. Tar <laughs> Wait, nine sixteen might not be next week. Is what you're saying? Uh, it might not. I'm pretty sure it is. Like, there's always a chance we have to push the patches back. Okay. But it is. These changes are scheduled for nine sixteen. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'll just I'll quickly go over these. Uh, there, it, uh, so first of all, Hextech is a synergy that will uh, it, how it's how it's working currently. It just got changed like yesterday or the day before that. It just got changed where it's gonna throw. I believe it's a mind at the start of the fight, and then by uh, one hex at two Hextech, uh, two hexes at four Hextech, it will disable um, disable all the items around in that hex uh, in the hex around that unit that has an item. They target a unit with an item randomly. See, but all the items there for eight seconds. Epic, is that am I, am I on the right track there? Uh, that sounds like the most recent iteration. Yes. Okay. Um, guys, if you can read about between the lanes, between the lines, guys, that means it's changing again. Um, uh, no, no, no. That's <laughs> the most recent iteration internally as well. Okay. So quickly, these are uh, Camille, who's a Hextech Blade Master. Uh, I'm not gonna. The abilities on the screen. If you guys want to read those. Um, there's Jace, which is a Hextech Shapeshifter, Vi, which is a Hextech Brawler, and Jinx, which is a Hextech Gunslinger. Uh, those are at 1, 2, 3, and 4 cost. Um, one thing that really interests me, by the way, is that it seems like they're trying to prevent overloading, like, they, they, want, they want to keep it kind of reliable in terms of finding units of each cost, while spreading them out in this way of having a 1 cost, a 2 cost, a 3 cost, and a 4 cost makes it so you're not changing the odds that much for finding units still. Um, is, yeah, it, that's good. Am I, am I on the right track there? I think that that's like kind of the reasoning behind spreading it out like uh, this. That, that definitely plays plays into it. Um, we're still not sure what like the best number of units to have is. I know in right. auto chess it's somewhere between fifty and sixty, so it stands to reason that that is also likely what's best for TFT. Okay. Um, so yeah, what's your? Uh, oh yeah, actually we do have one question about this. Question for you, getting about this ethic um, <laughs> is about. Uh, just like what, so hex, like what's your guys' philosophy behind the uh, behind hexag as an origin? Like what was what was your purpose for creating it? Um, yeah. Sure. So uh, I don't have full context, so I'm going to be giving my opinion or my interpretation okay. of it. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, if the thought is that items determine the winner of a game too frequently, this offers some degree of at least a chance of meaningful counterplay, or at least a chance of counterplay to combat that. Uh, I think one of the 
one of the things we want is more counters in terms of which units you decide to put on the field as opposed to which items you had access to to counter. Um, for example, countering assassins with Phantom Dancer, while it's effective, uh, you know, sometimes you're at the dragon round and there's exactly one carousel left before the game ends and that's just not going to happen. Um, whereas something like, uh, you know, it's, it's Naga in auto chess uh, for the MR. So yes. this is a way of countering something. Okay. Renzo Phil, what's your guys' thoughts so far uh, overall on these? Like, was there any, is there any of these champions like super interested in that you're excited for? Um, um, also, uh, I think an extra uh, shapeshifter would be nice because I think the thing about I really like to play shapeshifter, but they're kind of bad. But that's also because like you have two one cost shapeshifters and they're kind of bad late game. Yeah. And then the other shapeshifter like Shivana, you need that's like an awesome unit that it's a three cost, it's perfect, right? But then you have Nar and Swain, which is like really hard to get sometimes because uh, yep. they're fourth and fifth. So sometimes you end up with like a two one cost shapeshifters and a three cost. And then those two one costs kind of like, they're not really worth playing, right? They're just too weak. So it would be nice to have like another mid, like a middle shapeshifter. And it would be better for the mid game. So I'm I'm, I'm excited to see that. Two star nar never happens in wild shapeshifters ever. Never, never. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you don't, you should not run wild anymore. I think, but <laughs> for sure. That's true. Um, so a little, a little bit about the origin. I want to talk about the origin too. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's kind of strange. Like I, I, I've heard both sides of this. I haven't tested myself uh, if it's on PBA, but like I heard that it's, that like it doesn't affect special items taking away bonuses since it's applied being a fighter ready. Is that like? Does anyone know how it actually works? Uh, like, does it take? Does it take away like classes? I know we talked about it um, the other day of what the expectation is. So the fact that the expectation isn't clear is already like a flag, like a red flag. Um, I think what we were talking about is it does not take away the trait. It'll just take away the stats. Okay. I think but, I don't, uh, yeah, don't quote me on that, but I believe that was the context of like, yeah, I like that. You don't want to kill. Yeah, because, because obviously yeah. you can't like you can't neutralize force of nature and just take out a unit, right? Right, right. That was so, literally the edge of like, okay, what do we so, do? Force of nature, like, ooh. <laughs> so it just makes sense to kind of pro probably protect like the spatula units as far as like the actual uh, like the the special trait versus like the actual <laughs> stats. Stats can go away. That's fine. Um, yeah. As far as these units themselves, I'm super excited about Jinx. Forecast uh, Gunslinger is interesting. Um, and that reads like a like a hyper carry, and that sounds kind of fun. Um, so I'm I'm kind of excited to see how it goes. I tried to play a gunslinger game recently, and like I leveled up like things like pretty reasonably. And I just still felt super super like like shitty weak, like real bad. Yeah. So yeah, you need uh, gunslingers definitely need like a four cost carry uh, in their comp. And yeah, this seems like exactly what they need. It's gonna boost them a lot, which is good because you don't you don't have to roll for three stars to win the game. Yeah, I mean, how many? I feel like it's not even like rare to see people be like, "I guess I have to put Blade Masters and Draven into my Gunslinger cop so I have a carry." Like, <laughs> I, I feel like that's happened to like at least everyone here at least a few times where you're like, "I guess I'll play three Blade Masters and Draven and hope my Draven kills people." Where like your Gunslingers kind of pepper them down and like do a bunch of AOE. But, yeah, I'm, uh, that's what yeah. I'm super excited for personally is Jinx. Like, I I've always kind of liked Gunslingers. Um, like they the one fun for me to play. I love just tons of repetitive AOE damage and applying, you know, 
uh, effects like Hush and Disarm and Curse Blade and all that. It just feels very, very fun. Oh, Titanic Hydra as well. I used to love Titanic Hydra. <laughs> um, so the fact that, you know, I don't have to hyper roll every single game I go Gunslingers, that's like a requirement of them right now, uh, seems very, very, very awesome. Um, so, oh yeah, there's there's something that interests me as, as well, um, is the design of Vi. So we've had, a, like, it's pretty much been the case for all of TFT to the point where we don't even talk about it anymore, is that TFT is a game where you have a carry and you build around the carry. That's just how it's been. Um, which wasn't really that way in, in DAC, I don't feel like. Sometimes it was. Like, there was there was obviously stuff like Troll Warlord and Dragon Knight that were very, you know, you focus on a carry. But a lot of the time it was much more of a cohesive team comp that did damage together. Um, I thought uh, Vi seems like a way that it's that, that is offering a way to break that up a little bit. Uh, if you'd want to speak on that a little bit, I think it seems like it's that you guys are trying to introduce ways that maybe maybe people have to not you know go all in on one carry. Yeah, uh, that's absolutely kind of the goal of Vi. Um, she is she kind of does what Blitzcrank does, except in the middle of a fight in a more disruptive way, where all those corner units that were the bait for Blitzcrank are now gone, and then Vi can murder the draven or whoever oh i didn't even think um, about running them together because they're both brawlers yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's been you know that's particularly potent. Nice. uh so if people are you know that that again plays into the kind of thematic of hex it's like hey you're doing this to counter these people are stacking all their items on one character it's like well if you really have a hyper carry uh they are much harder to defend if a vi is in the game um so i'm not entirely sure what that will do but uh, it will hopefully add a lot more decision-making, more uh, tech options, more pivot options, and things you can do in general to counter what's what's handed to you. As you, I have a random kind of a flavorful question. As you guys add more origins and stuff to the game, is it going to be weird that some stuff isn't other like isn't under a different origin? Like now that Hextech is a thing, it's kind of like, it feels funny that Blitzcrank not be Hextech, like. As you guys go forward, like, do you think you're ever gonna like errata things, or like, do you think that'll affect the balance too much, or like, do you think it'll like, you know, you'll cycle units out and back in as different things? Um, I just want to kind of ask it that way. Uh, I am very confident that everything is still on the table. <laughs> so, <laughs> making Blitzcrank hextech, sure, probably has a lot of balance implications, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did something like that. Um, it's more that we're going to have things we want, goals we want to accomplish and then find ways to iterate towards those goals as opposed to, hey, this thing might be cool. What happens if we do it? Um, so it, the, ideally, we have a little bit more intent with what we decide to do um, as opposed to just kind of throwing stuff on the wall and seeing what sticks. Wasn't there a Twitter post that said that the idea or there was at least an idea to reintroduce champions with a new skin and give them a different origin? Yep. Uh, so for for future sets that happen, um, I think there is a lot. There there is an intent that uh, the skin a champion has. So that's like the League of Legends cosmetic of distinguishing that character from uh, a fancier version of that character uh, will come with different with different origins. So you know Yasuo right now is Blade Master Exile. Uh, Project Yasuo might be like you know some I don't know mech, not mech. Some goblin yeah. mech. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> goblin <laughs> mech. Mechanics are not my strength. I stick to the gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I would have never known that Blitzkrieg should be a hex deck. That was like, yeah. oh yeah, I guess you should be a hex deck. Yeah. yeah. But like, if you look at um, you know, the Graves and Twisted Fate, those are both actually the uh, pirate skins. Those aren't the base skins. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would never notice. <laughs> Vane, Vane was it, Vane is arc light, um, which is more of like the yellowy thing to have the noble feel, where her base skin does not look like that. I had early yeah. veins, so that one so, I actually think I knew. Or at least yeah. I recognized her. So that exact thing does already exist, and I would expect more of it. So so, so we're not, not going to see, let's say, in DAC, you had like when you three-star unit, right? It gets like a whole new skin. Yeah. You, we're not going to see something like that here. We're just You just make like skins according to their origin or the synergy. Uh, there are some pretty non-trivial tech issues as well with like preloading skins. And, um, you know, skins have a whole lot of animations associated with them, where if we had every skin load in for every character, it's just it's just not something we can currently support. Yeah, um, okay. So, you know, that's why they have, like, the silver shimmer and then the gold shimmer at three-star. I think that was one of my biggest, like, concerns in development was that the coolest thing is, you know, getting the three-star, zooming in, you know, doing the first-person mode, swirling around it, and, like, feeling good about the, the yeah, game yeah. finally pieced together. So I am a bit sad that that isn't currently supported to the same extent, but um, I am also pretty happy with where we ended ended up given the uh, limitations we had. I still right-click units a lot of the time to see what star they are, <laughs> but I am colorblind, so maybe that's... Okay, that, that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, TFT runs way smoother than DSC, right? DSC <laughs> had yeah. a lot of problems with... Yeah. Like, it had a lot of, like, yeah, it was very heavy for your FPS. Oh. You needed a good PC to actually <laughs> yeah. run that game. Actually, I want to um, say one thing about that. Um, I want to give credit to where it's due. Our engineers on the team, I sure. still can't get over the amount of work they did. So when people ask, like, you know, what's with all these movement path pathing bugs, it's like, the person who implemented that also made sure the game loads correctly. So, uh, so would you rather the game run at all? Or have the moving be like perfect. It's like that's a real trade-off because fixing that stuff is not easy. But uh, yeah, they've done they've done a great job, and I'm looking forward to the improvements they'll continue to make. Uh, ran yeah, I just had a random comment about the the skins thing. Where I was like, <laughs> I remember the first day I was playing TFT, and I got my level three uh, Garen, and it wasn't God Emperor Garen or whatever. I was like, <laughs> what is this? Like, why is it just like this like gold Garen or like? When Darius yeah. has become like this, like super scary, like wolf giant Darius with an axe, and I was like kind of disappointed, but now I've kind of gotten used to it again. So right. that's fine. Yeah. But we can dream, I think. I mean, it's just a really fun thing in DSC. Yeah, I mean, just like yeah. making the PA three so and like how how PA two looked versus PA three was like the, yeah. the difference. So, right? fun so. fact: I'm not sure if this is still the case in DAC. The first time a player three stars a unit, uh, the game hitches. And that is a result of the content getting loaded in because they don't preload three-star content. Ah, Jug Juggernaut I mean, always well, like the always game no matter Jordan. what. Juggernaut yeah. always liked the game no matter what as a three-star. Okay, so they, they might not have preloaded that stuff as well. Or there might be something else going on. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, This game was ridiculous too, right? Like, there's like some like, weird like, dragon that like floats around like all over the map. But it, wasn't it just funny that like the game lags when someone gets a three-star jug? Like everyone, it was great. It was great. <laughs> dude, no, three-star jug is my favorite was, like, unit. I, yeah, I loved it. Funny. And then like it looked. I mean, Juggernaut looked badass. Like, yeah, God. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, to more current <laughs> things. Uh, there's a patch tomorrow. This is this is from last week. I assume this this stuff has changed by now. I mean, stuff got added, maybe stuff got removed, I don't know. I assume it's, it's a little bit different, because this was all, um, you know, set to be changed, or, I can't think of the term for it, but 
ready to be changed at any point. Um, so yeah, so uh, this was posted last week, uh, a few days after the patch went live. They're looking at uh, buffing Elise, Twisted Fate, Vigar, and Runins, um, nerfing Pike, Rengar, and Karthus, and then bug fixing Static Shiv. That's not like a real nerf; it's a bug fix. Um, it, it ends up being a nerf, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, I think I already sorry, Eric already saw a tweet that the Twisted Fate buff is not going through. Yeah. Oh uh, really? Okay. Think, uh, so, yeah. So it's gonna be not changed, but that's just a sign. Good to know. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's smart. Twisted, I mean, it makes sense because everyone thought Twisted Fate sucked, and then uh, like pretty quickly people were like, uh, actually, actually, Twisted Fate, you put Ludens on him. Wait, no, actually, just in general, he's actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah um, is there anything, uh, anything you guys think that it that you know maybe shouldn't be on here, or do you think is missing? Something that you are are hoping that is added, um, you know, that we don't know about yet. Renzi sure. Or or uh, our epic. Yeah, go. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I think the first one that might be missing is Cho'Gath. Uh, yep. I'm a little torn there because I think he also, he's kind of like a release valve to Karthus in a sense, where he's probably the best answer to him uh, for reliably disrupting him. Um, that That's the one that stands out to me, at least. The best support for Karthus as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. I, think, I think Cho is fine without Void. Uh, yeah. The void thing makes him so strong on two star. It's a li like he literally almost one shots two star. You, I think it's three star. <laughs> it's yeah, it's which, a combination. Which, okay, well. yeah. It's uh, sorry. I have to say three star. Three star is like overtuned as well. But yeah, I think uh, Cho as a unit, let's say Cho'Gath kind of needs a little bit of it. a little. I don't, I don't think they need to. Uh nerf static shiv uh, or like bug fix it i think they should just reword it so it functions as it currently does oh you think it's actually just fine right now even the early game yeah so i think you, it's fine right so now you just want it to be a strong oh. early game item okay yeah i mean it, you're using like good late game items to make a strong early game item like that makes that's sense fair those me. are good those like, are like some if top you tier. nerf static shiv no one's gonna build it like that's kind of against the purpose of it you know huh. like uh that, that that's the way i view it at least if they, you know they nerf it and everyone keeps building it then maybe i'm wrong but like it it, it feels like Items should have, like, you know, like, when they're good affect how powerful they are at different points in the game, right? I think it's a valid take because both tier and recurbo, like, they are late-game items because they're, like, it's a percentage-based thing and it's mana, right? They're, in terms of late-game, yeah. like, that's what you want. Like, you look at, like, an early-game item would be, you'd expect it to be, like, you know, giant belts and um, BF swords, you know, flat increases. Um, so, yeah, that's actually, I like that. That take a lot. So the, the bug fix, actually, it is still intended to be, like, an early game item, and I don't expect this to do too much. The bug fix is when there are two units left. Um, you expect it to do 90 damage to each. It does 90 damage to one, and then 270 damage to the other. Oh, I thought yeah. it I thought it did 180 to each. Uh, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. Or last time I checked, that's not what it did. It might have changed. Um, either way, like, it should still be very dominant early, um, but just a minor tweak. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm just definitely down for the four props of lightning, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. So. so. Oh, really? Damn. The yeah, pike. Really the pike change is really surprising to me because I, I. I was. I was saying. I was saying rec recently. I've been talking. I've been talking up pike, but I feel like he's underused. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I feel like he's underused. I feel like he's super strong. Um, I don't know if I would nerf him. But I feel like he's super strong. It's. It was really surprising to me to see pike on here under the. Uh, the. The nerf bat. Um. I know uh, Renz was talking about it earlier when we were preparing. Who's a pike is like hmm. yeah uh, I, I mean i felt like pike is like in a very good state he's very strong but like 
you want to probably talk, you can itemize him and you can even way stronger, but items are most of the time better on other units. So he's not like particularly dominant most of the time. He's just a very good unit. And he's not, I, I don't think he's too broken right now. I think he's, I think he's at a good spot. So I, I don't really get this uh, nerf either that much. Yeah, I think that one, that one's a bit more interesting to me as well. Uh, one of the things I've noticed about Pike lately is like, since Blitzcranks are becoming more common with Brawlers being as viable as they are, I'm seeing fewer people like hard corner and I'm more seeing people like kind of just position around their carry in the back middle. And yep. Pike does particularly well against those because he gets to one corner and then he jumps across to the other side and is able to stun everyone. Um, I also don't think he necessarily needed a nerf, but um, he, he'll, still, he'll still fulfill his function as he needs to. All right, that's good. Maybe some that's less fine. starting manners. Yeah. So Probably. if I had okay, so there, there's two things I feel like maybe three that I feel like are missing on here. Um, that, that if I had to pick, yeah. that would be one of them would be Guardian Angel. Guardian Angel's like it, it's super good. I, I will say though, I will say though, it is like. It, it is, like, probably strong. I don't know. I was going to say it's probably strong early game, but it's insane late game, too, because of the mana. The fact that it keeps mana. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just, just strong in general. I feel like it's an item that should be stronger in the early game because it's it's reviving someone, you know, at what is a flat health, right? Um, but it's the fact that it keeps mana makes it actually really strong late game, and it actually counters CC in a way, which is pretty cool, by the way, the fact that it counters CC in that way. Um, uh, also, Morello's and... Um, uh, three star. We talk about three star, but Morello's. Uh, I I feel like is, but I feel like twenty five percent is really high. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I guess th think about that. But I, uh, I actually I have a few thoughts on that. So I, I agree with both those points. Um, these changes did come out. What was this? These were posted about a week ago at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like a couple days after the patch came out. So yeah. So one of the most interesting things, or most difficult things, I should say, with developing. TFT is at any given point, I'm kind of trying to keep track of like three or four different iterations of teamfight tactics in my mind. I have what's currently live, what we're currently testing for next patch, the half patch, and then future content with like set set two. Um, so if you also take into consideration that everything we ship is delayed from when we make the change because of localization, because it takes time to actually push the change out, um, Stuff like GA, at least when this list came uh, came to be, was like, you know, it was just starting to pick up steam. Yeah, so sure. it is particularly difficult to respond as quickly as we'd like, but, um, you know, right. do the best we can. I definitely think but, it is too strong because of the mana. But, uh, isn't then then the screenshot like a little bit just posted too early? Uh, like, it, it's posted like two days after the patch hit, probably. <laughs> like. It's probably just like a relief for people like we know about Carters and we know about Shiv, right? Mm -hmm. Fix it, but I don't know, maybe... Is the patch... Should I mean, I don't know if you can answer this. Should we expect the patch tomorrow to be quite a bit different than what this looks like? Uh, I wouldn't say quite a bit different. I think there are some more tweaks to it, though. But like around the time where I, I believe it was Mork who tweeted it out, yeah. uh, that was pretty close to when we had to have the vast majority of it like locked and oh, just yeah, decided... Yeah. So yeah. seems early, but like it, it's it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I wanted to address something that he said earlier. 
where you've kind of referred to the next like grouping of stuff as set two. Do you guys yes. intend to separate TFT by seasons? And when the next season comes out, you overhaul and like swap out like thirty units or something, or mm-hmm. like how do you guys intend to really uh, like phrase it as set one versus set two or season one, season two, or how how do you guys like intend on approaching that? Sure. So uh, nothing set in stone yet. Um, we're not sure what will work best or what we want to do. We do want to at least, um, you know, have the idea on the table that sets are different based on season where the majority of the skill sets you learn or like the stuff you learn transfers over with um, possibly just completely new units, new thematics, um, but like same items, same grid, same movement rules, stuff like that. Uh, that's definitely a possibility. I'm not sure what we're going to land on, though. Yeah. Okay. That's cool to hear, but I, I never thought that there would be a chance that like you guys would just like change, like you know, swap out like 25 units or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this cool. goes back into the point of what, how much change is too much change versus not enough. Uh, good chance that something like that would be too much, but um, yeah. Yeah. it's also something I'm curious as to the result. I mean, with a new season, I can see like having a big change, right? Like, after yeah, exactly. Season, I, I would really like to see that. Would be awesome. But uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious about your opinion about sorks at the moment. Like, we've gone over it. I think three sorks are, <laughs> to me, it's it's too strong of a buff, right? It's just, it's too powerful. I don't know. What, what do you, what do you think? What do you think about three sork? Uh, we've seen we've seen it at thirty five. We've seen it at forty five. It depends on the meta, right? Like. Demon meta, it wasn't as good. Um, maybe it was because Morgana was a thing. Yeah, Morgana Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's it's so subject to the meta each time. So I want to kind of make a comparison okay. with last patch uh, Cho'Gath versus current Cho'Gath. Current Cho'Gath is without Void. If he has Sorcerers, it's very good. Uh, Two-star. Two-star Cho'Gath with three Sorcerers is very powerful. Uh, that is pretty similar to how he was last patch. The only difference is he gets to ult because there aren't four demons in every battle. Um, so the power of the traits depends on so many different factors that it's tough to kind of understand something that is right now or is wrong now might be right in the future. So Twisted Fate is another example of this where it's like, hey, we probably think he's not seeing enough play. It's like, oh, by the way, this meta came out, or this comp came out where it's the six sword Twisted Fate, mana battery, Cho ults a million times, Ferris kills everything, whatever. Um, you know, that comp emerged. Uh, what is currently, and this, this again goes back to making sure there's time for the meta to evolve. Um, I personally try and splash three sorcerers whenever I can because I understand how much power it's adding to my entire team. Um, mm-hmm. For now, that's probably okay. I don't think it's too okay. game warping, but you know, next patch that might be different. I feel like that. I I, I feel like I'm just lacking. Um, like I, I feel like I'm lacking Naga, and I we have we have yeah. we have Dragon's Claw, right? Dragon's Claw and, and Dragons. Those two things are like the are the anti sorcerer or anti magic damage uh, text in the game. But those are both focused on a carry rather than a team. Um, right. I, I feel like that's that's really what I'm lacking when it comes to Sorx, and I feel like that's why this this isn't this isn't the first time we've had magic damage be the uh, the ultimate end game. In fact, it's almost always been magic damage. Um, there's definitely been a meta, or I guess we have had the Draven meta, so that wasn't the case. But it's pretty much always has been that magic damage is like is like that's what you want late game, like AOE magic damage. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I, I feel like I feel like without Naga that that's going to be really hard to change. Um, instead of have like instead of having like a consistent DPS team, you'll have just like bursty magic damage that effect that eventually gets over the um, over the threshold of killing the whole the whole enemy team, right? So, um, I do agree. I think there are not currently good enough answers to strong AOE magic damage. Um, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent, if that's all right, uh, talking about dragons. Um, I remember bringing this up early, early in development. It's like, hey, we think it's a little weird that the counter to magic damage is building one of the best magic damage units in Aurelian Soul. Uh, and it's like, yes, that, that makes sense. Uh, the design intent here was more that um, Aurelian Soul wasn't supposed to be as strong of a unit, and if sorcerers were ever powerful um, and there were multiple sorcerer players, having one going into Aurelian's soul meant he would beat the other sorcerer players, but not all the other players. So again, this is the intent was that would kind of dilute the sorcerer power so that you know just the fact of its existence is the counter to it, even if no one goes it. Um, didn't play out that way. Uh, Aurelian's soul had various phases of being either too strong, um, you know, not meaningfully diluting the pool, leaving not enough of a release valve to keep sorcerers in check and all, a million other things. So I think that's the type of thing that we didn't quite hit the mark on that I hope we can do better. Um, but to your point, so I'll tangent over, um, back towards like late game being focused around AOE damage or AOE like spell damage. Um, currently, yes, especially with Karthus the way he is in Cho'Gath. Uh, again, that might change. I think at least internal testing from a while ago before I left for vacation, Jinx did some pretty scary stuff. I'm like, oh, why would I go anything other than Jinx? So it is important to understand that like what is currently the best might be meaningfully weaker 916 with like Jinx. Just okay. that. Okay. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the design philosophy of like the, the way the answers have been showing themselves in TFT. Like, Whenever you play dragons as an answer to sorcerers, like I feel like ninety five percent of the time it feels really terrible to have to play Aurelian Soul because it's okay to tech against the sorcerers and you still might lose, but it's just absolutely terrible against everyone else. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with like um, with uh, Zephyr, where it's like you, if you go out of your way, right? If you go out of your way to build the Zephyr uh, and just to like stop a Karthus too, it's like you went really far away to like half neutralize a threat that might still just kill you half the time uh, and be much weaker against everyone else so like i don't what do you what do you think about solutions to things feeling like as bad as they currently do so i think for the majority of the game the best play should be make your comp strong and like the quick reason there is when you're making your comp strong you're playing against you're improving your odds against seven other people when you're building the counter obviously it's one or two um, I think as the game goes on, having those options to like counter the person who's in first or second, um, that adds a lot of like interesting depth. Um, currently, those counters are a bit too gated, too gated behind specific items. So I think things like uh, hex tech, where you can actually just tech two those in and maybe counter their carry Draven, um, that starts to add more options. I think Vi is the bigger one, where if you just tech in like. I don't know, even if it's just a one-star buy. Uh, that probably won't be enough, but there could be some options to tech towards the, the end game stuff. 
because um, that, at least personally, I feel I feel smart when I do something like, oh, this person's beating me. I'm going to do this thing and then watch it work. Like that's super satisfying. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the that's the thing we want to capture. It's probably not manifesting as well as it could. Yeah, I mean, right now, like the best example of that is like late game where you randomly play a Blitzcrank one on a turn they're not expecting yeah. it, and yeah. then they're like, oh shit, and then you're like, I won the round. Yeah. Um, but there, I guess there should definitely be more moments like that. Right. right, right. Positioning has that feeling a lot. Like, when you, like, position your cast in a way to hit their Cho'Gath last second, that kind of thing. Or it was that way with demons as well, but you just ran into running, like, you know, four to six demons, so it kind of hit everything. But, like... You're uh, always positioned. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think I think position, uh, positioning has that feeling a lot. Um, where, like, you know, that, that, that one little change ends up just... Make, giving you a, a huge boost of the satisfaction because what you yeah. wanted to have happen ended up working. So, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really, it was really funny though with like demons or like assassins when like against assassins you had to reposition like seven units and they just move their shen over and you'd be like, man, you got <laughs> me, well played, sir, you know. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there is definitely some payoff in positioning, so it does feel good some of the time. Mm-hmm. I think uh, to that to that assassin point, like with positioning specifically, um, it can feel really good to position against them. But if that completely cripples you against other comps, then it, the game becomes like rock paper scissor, right? Who did you match against? Uh, so I think there is a risk there if uh, you can position too aggressively against one player to inhibit yourself against someone else. Um, but but yeah, it is it is fun when it works for sure. What um what finally led to the decision to make it so it's less likely to play against the same person twice in a row or the ghost multiple times in a row? Uh, so I think that was always going to be an outcome. Um, I'm not sure if that's quite true. So part of the reason I'm going to take a step back. The reason why it is the way it was, um, you know, way back when it was in early development and we were matching up people against. Uh, we decided to like mirror or not mirror the boards, but have two people have one person travel to another board, and then you actually saw the same fight. Um, increasing the number of people you got to experience in that with with was valuable, right? So there is a trade off to making it so you don't always face the same person twice in a row. Uh, you're significantly less likely to face everyone, and I think in previous iterations, I'm not entirely sure if this is correct, but in previous iterations, I'm pretty sure. It was set up so that you were more likely to face everyone a few times as opposed to make sure you do not face the same person twice. Um, and this kind of ties into like satisfaction versus frustration, where the satisfaction of fighting your friend if you happen to queue up with them, like, yeah, that's pretty cool. However, the frustration of fighting the same person that you just lost to and they're the only person you lose to twice in a row, like, by far trumps that in my mind. Um, yeah. So I think. I think the intentions were good. It's like, hey, we want to make it so that you know you can fight more people, uh, you see other people's armies more frequently. Uh, the cost of sometimes fighting the same army twice in a row is much higher than we gave credit. Wait, it it is currently completely random, right? There's, it's not... I don't believe so. Oh, or really? It might. It's gone through so many iterations. I'm not sure where we landed. Okay. Um, but yes, there is a non-trivial cost to never fighting the same person twice in a row. One of those trade-offs is uh, when you get to final three, you know who you're fighting against. Um, but that's a different issue. And as far as the ghost armies go, 
Uh, that's always been a bug. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the, amount, the, really the amount of it. the amount of people that I've had to tell, like, no, it's a bug, no, it's a bug, no, it's a bug, and they yeah. won't they won't believe me. They're like, no, uh, it's intended. It's like what? <laughs> the same people who, you know, made the game load well and made the game so that movement is much better now than it was previously are the people who would address this issue. It it has to do with how all the information from the armies is stored and since we're not duplicating armies in the same way uh we're not duplicating traits so when armies go from one board to another and you fight there uh cool the arm, all the traits can be within your army and then they go everywhere and they function normally ghost arm is the only thing that actually has to get duplicated and we did not have it set up initially to duplicate traits as well um that information was stored separately but that's getting more into the specifics but tldr it's a bug is is the fact that you don't take two courier damage a bug? Ooh, good question. Let's say yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can also, you know, there's no such thing as bugs. They're only unintuitive features, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would not be surprised if that also gets changed. And with some of the future changes we're thinking about, um, it makes even more sense to call that a bug. So let's call it a bug. Okay. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it being like... I mean, probably is that being worked on like the ghost, or is it, is it like just very hard to fix, or is um, it like push, push back a little? We sure. do something else first. It's it's not so much difficulty as it is time consuming and risky. Um, and the thing you always have to realize is like, while it seems like oh this is clearly a big problem, um, what else could they possibly working on be working on that's more important? The answer is there's a lot of stuff that's future coming out. If we always balance with that in mind, uh, TFT never would have happened, right? It's like, no, these engineers who are going to move on to TFT, uh, they actually saw problems in League they have to fix. Uh, so they're not allowed to. Um, I understand the frustration. Like, I'm a, I, I tend to be to err on the side of like perfectionist sort of in terms of like bug fixing. Like, I'd rather fix every bug then move forward or something, but like that's just not realistic in terms of player value. So unfortunate trade-off, I've come to terms with it, and uh, but it is definitely something we're gonna try and fix because that is yeah. higher, higher priority. I'm glad we know 100%. <laughs> I'm just yeah, glad haven't I, haven't I told, literally Affic, I thought I've told you literally Affic has told me it's yeah. a bug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is a bug. Well, we now, now everyone knows. No, okay. Yeah, the yeah, information yeah. is even more out there. Okay. Uh, I I should clip this and then whenever someone <laughs> says it's intended, no. <laughs> uh, it's not a angry work messages like that's not a bug. It's like uh oh. Like it's uh, not. Yeah. It's not that people say it's intended. Like people say it's intended, and then they also say why it's intended. It's like where are you get. <laughs> yeah. Like it should be weaker. Of yeah. course, it should be weaker. I'm like, why? <laughs> no. What do you mean I what? can't state dealing, fact? Dealing damage mm -hmm. isn't nearly as important as taking damage, right? So, yeah. anyway. Uh, well, we also need to talk about what we, ha what we have been playing on, not just what is coming out, but the meta that has been around. It's pretty much this, what's on the screen. Um, <laughs> uh, so... Actually, I, I, I like it. There's a, there's a static ship involved as well. It's like it's a little bit of everything. That's yeah, um, perfect picture. Yeah. Crisis um, is missing a star. But... These yeah, items are absurd. Someone caught it. <laughs> <laughs> this is from my stream. Streamer luck. I think it was I think it was like stage six to be fair, but yeah. Um, oh. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, that is really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'd like to hear about a bit about uh, what you guys have been playing. Um, more, I'm gonna stay with our special guest. I want to hear about what you've been playing. So you had your you had your week off. You've been playing a lot. Um, I know yeah. you said you've been putting sorks and everything. Is there anything? What's been going along with your sorks? What have you what you've been? Uh, frequently brawlers. Um, I'm I'm a bit of a meta slave, so I force Karthuses. I always pick up Cho'Gaths. Um, Kennen hasn't fallen off for me. I probably go pirates and gunslingers more often than I should, and convince myself that I can make it work. Um, nope. <laughs> so maybe maybe uh, that's why I'm ready for Jinx to come out. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I'm I'm pretty on board with like the. The brawlers. I think the one that I also force too much is probably four rangers. I've recently stopped going four rangers and then just sticking at two and then like adding a much much more flexibility. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much everything. Have you guys like? Have you guys been liking rangers? I feel like they get slaughtered late game always. Like, oh, I've I've been I've I've <clears> kind of <throat> like trying to bend avoid them. I go or in the mid game for a little bit and then I'm like, okay, get out of my team. <laughs> I think uh, I think I think two ranger comps are like in a very good spot. Yeah. yeah. Four ranger comp might be like viable at like level eight or nine or with a, but I think at level seven pushing four rangers can be very, very rough for your team. Um, you don't think you have enough front line most of the time. So, but yeah. two rangers you can add like a lot of different stuff. You're so. wanting Ash Kindred, right? Not Varus. I mean, it's uh, to me it's it just depends on the game, right? Just like what yeah, do you have I mean, two star, right? right like right. what I. It's just like, but yeah, you prefer uh, Ash Kindred uh, with uh, with a Karthus, you know? I mean, it, it kind of <laughs> depends, like what's what's viable in the meta, right? So, like a time where like you can you could like kind of just go Brom Leona and be like, oh, this is a good front line. It makes my Rangers tankier. I can go like uh, Guardians with four Rangers and play some, like play like another Phantom. And like you can't do that as much if everyone's running three Sorks and you know just dealing yeah. a bunch of magic damage to you, right? So like, that's probably why you don't like four rangers as much as you did before. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, guardians uh, guardians were like pretty good, but like I feel like fifty percent of the people in my lobbies go sorks. Yep. So the, for me, they fall off like real real hard. I <laughs> sometimes take a brown just because of the glacial. Maybe run some four glacial stuff with elementalists. But, but, but yeah. rents not even that, right? Like you also think how popular Void is right now. So it's like yeah, two exactly. different things, yeah. and you're like, great. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I see in Void less than Sorks, though, because Vo uh, Void relies on a four cost unit, yeah. uh, and Sorks doesn't need like it. It it wants Karthus, right? Or like, but it doesn't need that, right? So uh, it's a little less a uh, little inconsistent. Sorks is a higher damage increase than. Uh, oh, well, I, well, I guess Sorks is a higher uh, is a much higher ability damage increase, but there's there's the auto attack that auto attacks that matter. But in terms of the battle, like increases Chogas ability, Sorks is way higher, uh, except against certain it's, comps like Nobles. Late game is all about Cho ult anyway. Like, yeah, yeah. Rexa auto attacks is <laughs> not gonna do that much late game. <laughs> Have you guys played much Nobles? Mm, no. I, I mostly, when I see kill, I think about Six Knights, and I don't Me think too. about Nobles most of the time. Uh, I mean, I've seen, I think they're in a really good spot, though. It's just, like, I usually just sell my Fiora and Lucian. Yeah, I never want to commit to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, so I just don't have it, like, I just don't have the units <laughs> anymore, and I don't have the money to roll for, like, a Vein or something, you know, so... 
but I think that it's in a very good spot, for sure. Nobles. I feel like every time I try to go six nobles recently, I've just like trapped myself between like two comps and never actually being like, like ah, do I want to play the six nobles or like take out all these synergies and then like play like you know I'll stare at like literally seven garrons sitting on my bench and being like, I, like what do I what do I do with these? Or, like, yeah, I don't think be, you like, should prioritize three star garron. Yeah. I mean, how much money does it really cost me, right? Like, but then it's just kind of like they're sitting there. I'm like. Mm. Yeah, you got uh, a relative GA on it. Actually, a question like, how many times do you guys still go three stars? Like, I've been Only going. No gun. Oh. oh, no three stars whatsoever. Oh, oh, actually, I've three starred Kha'Zix a few times. I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll have like, enough Kha'Zix's and uh, Cassidens to just yeah, go for okay. uh, three star of those. But, like, way less than, let's let's say, a, few, a week ago or two yeah, weeks ago, yeah, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I well, don't expect. Don't pick them up anymore. I just I sell them on my best for interest. But uh, because now you're you're doing the thing where you're trying to hit late game and hit two star legendaries, which is exactly. like you can't do both, right? You can't hit three star units and two star legendaries. You get to do one or the other. Uh, yeah. I did find myself like randomly like build a lot of of uh, three star Vyars for some reason. I don't know why that's <laughs> happening. But like I'm always kind of like, wow. Like if this game goes long, like this is just really good. But you know, three star Vyars still just one shots all the legendaries. So. Yeah, if I'm like insanely high rolling, I go for three stars. But like, yeah, I'm never lucky, so I'd never have. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. That's. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's actually from Ren's stream. This picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we get this picture off the screen? I'm, I'm tired of looking at it. I've never seen one of my games like this ever. So. <laughs> yeah, that that card that's got pinged a lot when I was playing it. People kept pinging. So it. yeah, nature. What have you been playing? Like this as well, or? Uh yeah, I mean I I. I try to transition every game into having three sorks. Like, if I like as soon as I hit a card, okay. I'm like, okay, how do I fit in three sorks? But uh, I'm playing a lot of Imperials as well. Like, a lot of Imperials. I, I play a lot of Draven. Um, like, I, I, four Imperials or two? If, if, if I get four, yeah. I'll, like, I'll, I'll literally run four Imperials, three sorks. Like, um, okay. Oh, okay. like four Imperials, three sorks, and a Togath at level eight. It's pretty good. Like, um, so... I can see it. Yeah, so I've been doing a lot of that, and um, I've I play a lot more aggressive still than some people. I I'm trying to tone it down a bit, but I still play stage three decently aggressively. I'll I'll, I'll tap around people like there'll be like four people at fifty gold in stage three, like yeah, at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I still play it decently aggressively. I'm what I've been trying to do is like people play it passively. I'm trying to like win streak all of stage three a lot of the time because you just kind of can if you invest money. I'm trying to figure that out. And then people started actually, like, people that are win streaking, they started leveling on 3-4. Three, leveling on 3-4 to 7 has become not, like, super common, but decently common. Like, I'll see, like, one person do it every other every other game. Um, so that, that's been interesting to me uh, in terms of just, like, overall economy management. How have you, uh, how, how greedy have you guys been being? Uh, I'm curious. Philip sitting up. <laughs> in, 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 like in my challenge games that I've been playing, like since I'm back, like it's actually been weird. I feel like it. I'm like, oh, I'm being so greedy right now. But then I look around, like everyone has like thirty or forty gold. I'm like, nah, I'm not even being that greedy. I don't know. Definitely uh, greedier I, than I was when before I went on uh, went to Gen Con. I feel like the at least like the top six to top five people are like super greeting. Uh, the guy at the bottom is probably not greeting in the mid game. He kind of has to hit like. His two star, three cost to able to survive, but I think like I feel like more than half people are greeting, and like at least try to go to level eight or like legendaries, uh, try to win the game because of that. Uh, 
not I mean not everyone I think a lot I think I spend a lot of my gold at seven still like just level up and yes. spend all my gold and then try to hit stuff you know and then try to stabilize from there and then slowly turn back on my eco and then try to go to eight uh but yeah I think a lot of people have been greeting in the mid game like super hard and I think that's kind of just be I think just because of the legendaries being like a little bit too strong right now. I think the damage decrease actually had a pretty large impact. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, not, okay. like not just not just Karthus getting buffed, but I think just like the damage increase actually. Yeah. I think it was way more impactful than I expected it to be. I didn't expect much from yeah. it because it was late game, um, but it, it seemed to have a decent amount of impact. And uh, I, 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 I've people have been saying I've been parroting this a lot, and I agree with them that uh, the mid game. Even the early game, which is pretty aggressive still. Early game, I feel like it's pretty aggressive, and then you slow down. I feel like it all feels yeah. actually decently good right now. It's just the late game that I'm having an issue with. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm actually kind of have a question for Epic. Like, um, I thought uh, the GA, uh, let's say, bug. Uh, is that a bug? Uh, let's say on Swain, where he like, still goes on like with transformation during the GA, because mm -hmm. that makes Swain such a strong unit. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, Swain would not um, be that good without GA. <laughs> so the way it is worded leads me to believe that that is how it should work. It's pretty much if the ability has cast and it has like a persistent effect, it should keep going, um, which is different than Karthus, which is a channel. So channel can get interrupted. Kennen, it works. I would expect it to work on Morgana. It does it not work. It, yeah, that's Kenan. the thing. It doesn't work. It does not work on Kennen. That's a problem. Right. Where's so, the, so it's in, since it is inconsistent, um, it probably should be changed one way or another. My assumption yeah. is we haven't like decided what we want it to be. Right. This no such thing as a bug. It's unintuitive features. Um, okay. okay. So, uh, so is what, that... what is your expectation? Like power aside, what's your expectation of how it should work? Uh, um. Is it, uh, if it's supposed to feel like Zonia's, then the ability should keep going. If it's not supposed to feel like Zonia's, then the ability shouldn't. Mm -hmm. But that being said, like my expectation is that in the future, like some season, like the items change and Locket doesn't exist and Zonia's does, and then it'll be intuitive for that. Um, that's not how it works in regular league. And right. so for me, I'm like, why would the ability keep going? Mm -hmm. So that, cool. That's yeah, that's that's probably how it should be. Um, so. I'll talk to them tomorrow and see if we can get that changed. <laughs> well, I'm curious on Renz. Where Renz didn't play a league, so what, what was your expectation? Uh, oh, well, it's it's exact, exactly where. Oh, oh, sorry, you're talking about my, Renz, my bad. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> oh, 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 what do you mean about GA? Yeah, like, like, how, how, like how do you how do you expect it to work? Yeah. Yeah, I'm for me. It like I mean, I'm all, I only play TFT, and I think when the when your ability still goes on, even though you're like resurrecting, kind of feels broken make some units way too strong, like Cannon, like Swain. So, in terms of balance, I would like to see that not happen. Because GA is already too strong, and this makes it even more stronger. So, I would be, like, fine if it just doesn't... The, just stops the, his transformation or his, his, his spell. Cool. What were, sorry, what were you saying, Afik? What were... Uh, yeah, it, that's... How it, the way it works in League is uh, GA would cancel, Zanya's would not. So yeah. Zanya's doesn't currently exist in TFT, um, so I would expect it to not keep casting, personally. Okay, yeah, that's good. Cool. Uh, are but, we... so the, but then, then it's good to know that it's not actual a bug. I mean, it, it can, it's so inconsistent uh, that it kind of looks like a bug, but yeah, maybe it's... It definitely doesn't, so it doesn't match my expectations. 
yeah. the, the reason I word is like, what are your expectations power aside is what would yeah, you yeah. rather happen? And then we'll balance around that. Um, yeah. And the way I wrap, the way that makes more intuitive sense to me is it cancels the ability. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also expect people who have transformed to stay transformed, but that's a different conversation. Right, like a Shivana that comes oh, out of yeah, GA that is back in her base yeah, form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, Nar. Yeah. I yeah. assume this is under everything's on the table kind of thing. It is. Are are new basic items a possibility ever? It seems like such a yeah. massive change. They are okay. On the table. It's like oh, so, cool. there's so much that happens when you add a new basic item. It's like so many yeah. new items. <laughs> That's a lot of work. <laughs> That'll also, yeah. That'll also do good things in terms of like, I personally like the game more when you have to, you take your components and figure out what you want to build as opposed to I'm going for this thing every game and I can always get it. Yes. Um, so adding another item to the pool dilutes the consistency, which makes being able to adapt a more desirable skill. So. Yep. Yeah, just give me the zero consistency game, please. All, 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 all champions all the time. Right. Well, I'm so excited for the for him to be like, oh, well, like with the skins and stuff. I'm like, ooh, we went from like 130 champions to like thousands, thousands, like, yeah, thousands we're, we're, and thousands. At one, yep. we have a thousand champions at a one time. You'll never start anything. <laughs> well, that's not what I'm saying. I say like, there's like a lot of like room for like kind of like evolution and constant changing and even shifting based. back and forth. Yeah, like you have a lot of different like formats where you can kind of like you know just like having like different like combinations of units in the game at a time are created vastly different metas, right? Like like that's just like that's that's a cool idea. I, I'm pretty excited about it because like it'd be really interesting to see like uh, if there's like an invitational tournament or something, and like each like player that's invited gets to, like choose like a group of units to put in, and then like they create the meta that way, and that's like that's like an insanely cool idea, right? Like I don't know. There's like a lot of room for interesting ideas to play with when you expand the playground that much. Mm -hmm. This is this is this is purely because I want to ask, and uh, I, I feel like I feel like I know the answer to this. That I feel like I've read on Twitter that it that it that it is like on the way. Uh, it's not really in your purview, but spectate mode for <laughs> tournaments uh, on the backlog. Definitely something we want to do. Want to do. back okay. to the value of those engineers. And it's like. Yeah, hey, you want them people. to fix ghost armies, or you want them to make spectator? Uh, that's, a, yeah, yeah. that's a decision we have to make. They're a limited resource. Let's go ghost first. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm actually kind of curious about the the carousel change. Maybe you can talk about. Oh yeah. Why, oh, would you, yes. why did you guys remove yeah. one? Uh, that was one actually. I think that was one of my favorite like subtle changes. Um, where. You want loose streaking to be more viable. Let's assume, let's assume we want loose streaking to be more mm -hmm. viable. This is a pretty interesting way that makes loose streaking more viable, but you don't understand why, right? If the first place person now has like, you know, 33% fewer options to choose from, uh, they're a lot less likely to complete their, let's call it a GA and continue their snowball. So limiting like in, in making the first place person like weaker, you make it more viable to lose streak. Or there's an extra benefit to it because now you can more reliably get an item that, you know, someone who is in second or third is significantly less likely to get. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but the, the 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 guy who picks first is also one unit less. 
less. So maybe he needs a rot, and like the chance of a rot is being lower with less units on the carousel, right? Sure. So on average, he he gains proportional to okay. the first place person. Yeah. So okay, okay, sure. Ten percent versus whatever percent, right? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I mean, when I'm losing, I'm often looking for like one. Like from the right. carousel, you're often looking for like one item, like right? because you only get one, of course, and mm -hmm. it and not being like just having a lower chance of seeing that item there. I mean, I... It, it's probably better. Like I don't know, but it feels like kind of a nerf to actually the first guy as well. My carousels have felt awful, and I, I don't know if that's because of the change, but like I feel like I have I feel like over and over I'm like, well, it's not here, it's not here, it's not here. Both items I want are well, here, that kind of thing. The, I don't know if that's because of the it, change. It's probably. But... It's probably, I don't know, maybe, but it's also because, like, Morello's GA are, like, so dominant right now, right? So, yeah. like, it's, like, it's actually, they're kind of a little bit too good to be all I talked about this. But, like, when I start the game, when basically everyone starts the game in Challenger, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need two GAs. I'm gonna need one Morello's. That's just how it is. Like, right. if I want to win the game, I basically need those items. There's and, not a, uh, there's not yeah. a pool of items, right? I don't believe so. Okay, I didn't think so. No. So yeah, I mean, everyone's looking for like mostly like swords and armor in like carousel <laughs> a lot of yeah. the time because not not the first carousel but like the second one. Yeah, first carousel too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, I mean first carousel, but I think you can go other things. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you can. On sure. first carousel, you don't necessarily need that. But yeah. almost like the second and third, you definitely want to look for the G GA component most. Yeah. Or more or less. Yep. Yep. Which is, to be fair, those are four different items, right? Yeah. Which is nice. But yeah. GA is priority, so. <laughs> yeah. Usually. Exactly. Anyway, I think that's. I think that about wraps up. Any, any other things that you guys want to talk about before we before we go off? Any other questions for Afik? Mm, well, I don't. I don't know. Like, I was, I was wondering maybe. I don't know if you can talk about like tournaments from riot or how do you guys see the tournaments uh, at a tournament scene in tft or like can you talk about that a little bit or not definitely on the table um i think the genre doesn't have a good solution to what a format should look like right in the game that is as rng dependent as this game not not 100 obviously but a non-trivial amount uh, sure. It is important to get the format right, so I don't I don't foresee anything in the near future. But I don't know, six months from now, quite possibly. All right. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I I feel like the only tournament systems I've seen that that work at all are 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 point based, right? Yeah. Um, and those those tend to be a bit anti, or those run the risk of being a bit anticlimactic towards the right. end. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's why yeah that's I think Twitch Rivals did it where it gets point based but then all that matters is the last game right yeah but, and that and that yeah. still feels bad for the players right. because like oh well I was the number one point leader by like a mile and now I'm eighth yeah <laughs> yep. but as long as you're properly incentivized and like you still like feel like you did well on the day if you place eighth I think that's okay um, it definitely varies but like you have to remember like you know half of esports is for the viewers right like more than half is for the viewers yes so like that you want them to be properly invested into the final game and the only way to do that is to pretty much make it so that like your placements are placement in the final game i think like the more i think about yeah. it as a viewer yeah 
I'm so, actually like, kind Sorry. Now you go ahead. I, uh, I was just saying, basically, like, at the end of it, it's just like, as long as it still feels okay to be eighth, even if you were an overwhelming point leader going into it, that's fine. Because, like, if you look at any other game, like, if you look at Magic the Gathering, it doesn't matter if you were undefeated in the Swiss rounds and, like, the next person was, like, X2. And, like, you all top eight the same way. And if you lose in the quarterfinals, you get fucking eighth. Like, that's it. You know? It's okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just have another question for Africa. Like, was that, like, maybe a thing in TFT, like, early development where you where you maybe tested some stuff and it was, like, really bad or something? You had to get rid of it, but it was, like, really funny or something. I don't know. Like, maybe something like that where you guys were, well, maybe this is uh, this is good or fun. And then you tested it and it was, like, awful and just to get rid of it immediately. Or did you never have that kind of... Uh, I mean, the quick answer is a million times yes. Okay. Uh, Nothing specifically jumps out. I have a few go-to league ones that I reference, but those aren't quite as applicable. Um, one thing that I'm glad we didn't go with was uh, the last... So there are currently nine bench slots. Bench slots seven, eight, and nine were locked behind a purchase. So you could purchase for like two, four, yeah, six. That's what, yeah, like that. that's what I read, actually. Uh, yeah, so it was like that for a while. Um, Buy with RP. <laughs> Hey RP, you start with 150 health. (laughs) Uh, No, that that was probably there. There are so many things that we ended up trying. Um, Okay. Oh, there's one thing that was really cool. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Lee Sin in League of Legends, but pretty much shoots out an ability, hits someone, and he can like travel to that target and do bonus damage, and then his ultimate would kick someone away. So what he would do is he'd be right next to you, hit you with the first ability, kick them away, so they'd go across the map, and then he would travel to them all in one move. And, like, that was sweet. That was his iconic insect move, as it's called. And uh, yeah, he did that in TFT. But it had a lot of other issues, and we ended up not shipping him. Oh, man. I, I was excited. I thought like it was a, like, kick him, go behind, kick the, like, the unit, the whole <laughs> yeah. enemy team, and then go back in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That, that being said, at this point, I'm totally like, oh, please, please let me pay some gold for an extra slot, or like an extra two <laughs> slots. I'm actually kind of like, oh, I kind of like that idea. But it's like, how much is that worth? I have no idea. I mean, right. I, I, I don't want to ask another question, kind of, but maybe it, uh, maybe a small thing about overflow in TFT. Can I knew say something about I just, that was uh, <laughs> just, uh, just a small thing. I don't want to drag it too long. Like, <laughs> what, 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 is your, what is your opinion? You know? uh, it is what similar like? to my previous opinions. As a semi-high rated player, I personally yeah, okay. liked what Overflow did for the game. Uh, okay. I do understand that it is something that is very unintuitive, uh, not excite or not like achievable for the vast majority of players, and something that uh, potentially has better solves. So, I think. Wanting overflow for the sake of overflow is not great. Wanting overflow because you want to be able to transition into other comps or you want to be able to, um, you know, more easily pivot or more reliably get three-star units. Those are all great things. Those specific yeah. things probably have other solutions you can do to them. Um, that That's my personal take on it. Uh, but, like... Sure. I liked it in auto chess. I understand exactly why we didn't do it. And if there are big problems, I'm hoping we can find clever solutions to those other problems. I had to, I had to ask it. Yeah. So, <laughs> just, you you kind of gave me the right idea. So yeah. just for, cause I don't want, I don't want to, uh, to be the, to be the one to 
to you know say the reason probably better coming from you just for viewers because we know the reason but if you want to say for viewers what the reason is that overflow doesn't exist oh by the way overflowing by the way is where you can go i probably should say this as well overflowing is where you can go like yeah during the round you can go like uh nine out of eight like say you have eight slots on the board you can put a unit from your bench onto the board onto the bench and then buy another unit and keep growing and eventually you can go like 15 out of eight but at the end of the round anything that you have overflown if you don't have bench spots for it, it gets sold off it, everything will get randomly sent back to your bench, and then if there's no slots on your bench, it gets sold off. So you can do is you can buy a unit, put it on the board, roll, buy another unit, put it on the board, roll, and then eventually you go through your gold and find units that way. Now I'll hand it to, to Affic to explain why they didn't do, do that real quick, and then we'll close the show. Close the show. Oh uh, yeah, so there, there are kind of a bunch of reasons. Part of it is the unintuitiveness. Uh, the biggest one for me, that, or the one that is most resonant with me, is in a game that is highly strategic, lots of like decision-making, you get rewarded and punished for your decisions. Uh, adding in this like subtle high APM requirement uh, kind of goes counterintuitive to the, the nature of the game. It should be more about decision-making and what you do with those decisions about instead of how fast you can click a mouse. Um, that That's like the most resonant reason as to why this shouldn't be a thing, right? Uh, I will say on my break, I was able to play comfortably on my laptop with a touchpad, so... Uh, if overflow were a thing, I don't think I would have been able to do that. Yeah. Okay. Before we close that, <laughs> what if leave the metal rounds? You had like a cushion of like five spaces under your bench. I brought that up. Where you had like a temporary <laughs> bench, uh, and then it so disappears at the end of the round. And if there are units there, they get sold. I'm gonna give you the same answer. The same. I'm gonna answer your question <laughs> with a question, and start by asking, "What is the problem you're trying to solve?" Um, I want more options than I currently have. All right, so you, I think that is a good problem to solve. I'm not sure that is the best solution for it. Um, that might do it, I don't know, right? Like there are a million what ifs. What if we did a million other things? Uh, we could go into all of them, but I don't have a good answer as why we didn't. That would require more tech stuff. And it's still the same. It's adding an APM requirement. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all about the sweet spot, right? Like you want right. to avoid right. the the APM, but you don't want people to feel like they didn't have a chance to make a decision needed. So, like, I think what you do have to really do in the end is test like how many unit slots you need to be around to uh, pivot effectively. Mm -hmm. And like at the same time, like what's too many spaces that makes people feel overwhelmed when they stare at the screen between rounds? Right. So like. The, I think it's all kind of like surveys and kind of like playing it and feeling it out. But I, I, I do think that the current method is like too restrictive. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that's all. No, I agree. Um, it's definitely something we, again, if everything's on the table, like guess what? That's on the table too. Uh, if there's enough desire for it, I believe we would try and make it happen. Um, I'm not convinced that's going to happen in the near future, but in the future, who knows? Well, thank you so much, Affic, for being on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be it from us here at, at Open Fort. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want, oh, I can't do the command. My bot's down. So if you Google Open Fort YouTube, I'm sure it's there. Uh, if you guys here on Twitch want to go find that out, if you're on YouTube, you're already watching here anyway. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, uh, Philip friends. Any anything to part with? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to say this was an awesome episode. I yeah. really liked, uh, like, all my all the episodes were awesome, but I felt like I really got, like, a good insight of DFT, and yes. I had, a, like, an awesome time listening to Epic. so cool. thank you for coming on, man. It was, a, uh, it was fun. Thanks for having really me. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I, I appreciate you putting yourself on the shooting range also. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, uh, yeah, my yeah, strategy sure. is if you ever say anything too harsh, I just ask a different question at you and just do one of these. So. Okay, okay. But, uh, we, we questioned okay. you more than we've questioned anyone else. So. <laughs> Appreciate it. So yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'll see you guys next week, same time, 6 p.m. PST. No, I can't say who guesses yet. Not certain yet, but we'll let you know. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. Yes, goodbye. Peace.